Okay. Hi guys, welcome back to Two Moms in a Pod. I'm Adi. I'm Steph. And today we're gonna talk about postpartum. Yes, a very sensitive topic. Yeah, but it's something that's not talked about much until mm-hmm. like recently. They just kind of sort of talked about it, but they, they still don't share everything that goes on after. Yeah. And it's scary that, I mean, it's sad that that people don't talk about it and inform other people because that way at least it gives other people a heads up of like what to expect, you know? Yeah, and it's just like, you don't hear, you when you're pregnant, you don't hear about it Mm-mm. at all. Or no, you really don't hear about <laughs> no. it when you're pregnant. <laughs> Or you don't really even hear, like, I, growing up, I never heard anyone talk about postpartum. Mm-mm. I never heard anyone, like, this or that. Mm-hmm. And it's that because there's, like, different types of postpartum. Yeah. There's, you know, there's the postpartum rage, anxiety. Mm-hmm. There's the postpartum psychosis. Which one's that one? That one's, that's, like, you know the, you know, supposedly the cocomelon yeah how they say supposedly it was like with those that family that was in colorado or something that the mom killed like her two kids or something oh okay yeah supposedly she had postpartum psychosis Mm -hmm. i hope this is the right one i'm talking about if not it might be a different one (laughs) but yeah so pretty much so postpartum psychosis is they like don't know who they are Mm -hmm. and they kind of like change like so they have like like they need to be monitored and that's oh. how if it's the right one that supposedly she had that and that's why she um she killed her two kids or something i might be the wrong uh, wrong one or mm-hmm. it might be another one and she killed someone else. like she pretty pretty much the husband left mm-hmm. and she came the she left the husband left to the store and he shouldn't have and he knew that mm-hmm. because she had postpartum psychosis and mm-hmm. that that something triggered her to just like you know kill her babies <gasps> And it sucks because she doesn't like she can't control it because it's oh. a it's a her hormonal imbalance in your yeah. mind. But does she like does she know at the moment when she was doing that? No, no. Yeah, <gasps> that's scary. I did not know about that one. Yeah, there's that. I hope it's the right one, but I know there's a story on that. I think it's in, in Colorado that happened. Oh yeah, God. correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it is. But that that's what postpartum psychosis is. Is oh, when shit. when they have that you can't or when you hear stories about moms that mm-hmm. they drown their baby, mm-hmm. they don't even realize that they're doing that. Yeah, oh until after they're just like, after oh damn, like what what did I just do to my baby? Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that's so sad and scary. Yeah, <gasps> I just recently learned about postpartum rage. Yeah, I didn't know that was a thing until after, and I'm like, <gasps> you're I like I had that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, um, I think I still have that. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, but yeah, like, it's so crazy that to learn, like, how many, like, postpartum effects you can get, you know? Yeah. Like, I, like, I didn't know this one that you just told me about. Yeah. And then I just recently learned about postpartum rage. And I briefly knew about, you know, postpartum depression when I, um, when I had it, but I only learned about it because my doctor told me about it. But yeah. uh, other than that, I wouldn't have known anything about it. 
it's it's crazy because like like with me I was happy like like I said before that our pregnancy was just like a su- like surprise you're pregnant yeah. and I was happy like I either ways it was just a surprise mm-hmm. I was happy to be pregnant I was so excited I was already ready uh-huh. even when we found out when Max was a boy like I wanted a boy yeah and like everyone kept telling us what do you want I was like oh, just a healthy baby but deep yeah. down inside I was like <laughs> no like, I want a boy I want my baby boy yeah. and you know I got my baby boy mm-hmm. and like my whole pregnancy I was happy I was excited I was ready and it sucks because the minute I had Max I felt detached detached yeah <gasps> like I know I loved him mm-hmm. or I love him but like something switched the minute I was in the hospital I yeah and it's it it was just kind of like oh like like when he came out he wasn't breathing a little bit mm-hmm. and they like got him to breathe like it took him it didn't take him a long time but it did take like not right away he didn't cry right away like yeah. they i don't know what they did because i was already like you know tired <laughs> yeah and then i i remember asking adrian like is he okay because mm-hmm. i didn't hear him and then after i heard him after i said that mm-hmm. but even then like i felt weird and like I know people say, like, baby blues. Yeah. Like, oh, you know. And that's the sad part is... I'm already going to get emotional. (laughs) (laughs) I already... There's a few people who did reach out to me. And they're like, oh, like, how are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And I guess I kind of did ask for help. Mm -hmm. But without asking for help, I was kind of like, oh, you know, like, this is how I feel. I'm feeling this. I'm feeling this. Mm -hmm. And they're like oh, it's just baby blues. You'll get over it in, like, three weeks. You'll get over it in a month. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, okay. You know, Yeah. three weeks passed, a month passed, a few months more passed, and I was just kind of like, oh, it's still baby blues. <laughs> but it wasn't. It yeah. wasn't baby blues. It was postpartum depression. Yeah. And that's when I went to my checkup with my doctor, and I told him everything, and then, like, I literally started, like, crying. crying. And he was just like, you're suffering through postpartum depression Mm -hmm. and then I was just like I thought it was baby blues (laughs) like and I didn't know and another it was a wake-up call with Adrian because like he would tell me he would be like I don't know what's wrong with you like something's wrong with you like I don't know what it is Mm -hmm. and I was just kind of like oh like I really need to go get this checked out and he's even telling me like something's wrong with you Mm -hmm. so it's hard it is hard I didn't I didn't have it that bad because I know you had to be on medication, right? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't, thankfully, but they gave me that option and I didn't want to go that route because I just didn't want to depend Yeah. on medication. And I've heard that when you take your medication, it just makes you feel like numb. Yeah. Like it just makes you feel like nothing, basically. Yeah. Like, I don't know, I just heard stories and I'm just like, I don't want to feel like that towards my child. And if I could um, overcome the, overcome this with just therapy, then I'll do that. But if, it, if I don't see that it's helping, then, you know, I'll go the other route, which is medication. Yeah, and that's what, um, well, I think a lot had to do with, and that's how I felt. Like, I was with Max, mm-hmm. and, like, I felt so numb, even mm-hmm. without the medic, like, before the medication and even with it, mm-hmm. I felt numb. Like, I just... Like, you didn't have any Yeah, feelings. I didn't have 
any feeling Mm -hmm. i was just like it's sad because there's times where i was so like i was so tired and so like oh my god like i'm there is like thoughts where i was like i would think and be Mm -hmm. like what can i do to -hmm. make this baby stop crying yeah like i was literally picturing like i could just put the blanket over his head and just not hear him anymore (sighs) yeah that bad it was that bad and i i finally told adrian and he was just like no something's wrong with you Mm -hmm. he was like you need to go seek help and i was just kind of like oh i'll leave it alone i'll leave it alone Mm -hmm. and um yeah and just i think once i did once i actually went to go talk to my doctor and my ob and told them everything that was going on Mm -hmm. um was more when mine and Adrian's relationship were going through, like, a rough patch because of it. Yeah. So, like, the way I was, I'm not, I'm clingy to an extent. Yeah. <laughs> and with, during postpartum, I was kind of more, like... Distant. Distant. I was very, like, mm, like, yeah, like, don't yeah. talk to me kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know? But not only that, I was very toxic. Like, my self-esteem was just not there either. And him, he's part of, you know, this car thing or whatever, Mm -hmm. the car community. Yeah. So I know a whole bunch of girls would message him. And it was never, ever, like, about anything, like, off. It was Mm -hmm. just, like, about car stuff. Yeah. And that was even before I got pregnant. So I was, like, never, like, afraid or anything. Mm -hmm. But any girl that would message him, like, I would blow up on him. And, like, I would be, like, why are you, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, this girl's messaging you, this Mm -hmm. and that. And that was just my Mm self-esteem because all of it, you know, going on. Mm -hmm. So that's when, like, when I finally went to go talk to someone, when I finally, like, actually talked to him about it and how I felt. And, like, that's when he kind of took it upon himself. Well, a lot of it had to do, too, is just I wouldn't ask for help, and I should have. Yeah. Like, I should have been, like, you know what, like, not even in the sense of I needed to talk to someone, more of a sense of, like, if I needed him to take Max a bath at this time, or yeah. if I needed, like, little things, or I needed him to help me clean up the room, like, mm-hmm. stuff like that, I never asked for it, and yeah. I should have. So you wouldn't ask for, like, extra help when yeah. it came to, like, your you time? Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's how I was, too. In the beginning, I... I wasn't very dependent on him and I didn't want him to do a lot of the work like I felt like I had to do it and I could do it all on my own and in reality you you can't like you need that break and um, you even taking a a 15 minute shower is your you time you know like away from the baby and it's kind of sad to say it that you need a time away from the baby but you need it to feel like yourself again and it took a lot a lot of work for me to like for ask to ask for help from Ricky to help me with chores or like even with with Leah because I don't know I felt like as a mom that's your job to take care of your baby a hundred percent and I think us being in a Hispanic culture we were raised the women was in charge of the baby. Mm-hmm. The women were in charge of the cleaning and yeah. cooking. Mm-hmm. It was never the men. It was never, you would never see like your, you know, your parents or mm-hmm. not necessarily your parents. You would never see your dad changing your kids, you know, their diaper. own baby's diaper or mm-hmm. anything like that. And a lot of that has changed now because 
like nowadays like our generation i guess you can say mm-hmm. like the guys are more hands-on yeah and you know it's a like and which i'm grateful for because mm-hmm. oh my god <laughs> and in that sense it sucks it honestly it's not only for the women postpartum it's also for the men like yeah i feel like they us. go they go through a, a change as well you yeah. know and it's i'm assuming it's hard for them to see us suffering well not suffering but like struggling and then for them not to be able to do something to help you know like they could do so minimal yeah they feel very like helpless helpless. yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) literally like it's just women just like people just think about the women but you also have to think about you know for the ones who have that man in their life that's able to help Mm -hmm. like they see us change and they're just kind of like oh damn like what can I do? Yeah. But then we're over here like, you can't do nothing. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> but, you know, it's it's yeah. true. It's, yeah. it, it sucks. Mm-hmm. It sucks. It does. Um, I wanted to cover some of the questions you have here because they're really good questions. Um, so you mentioned postpartum anxiety. I know that happened with me. Like, at the beginning, I was like, Oh, I'm going to take Leah out. I'm going to go on walks around the neighborhood. I'm still going to go to the grocery store, run my errands. All that changed as soon as I got home. I would not go out by myself at all. I had to wait for Ricky to be there because I felt like something could have happened, which Mm -hmm. is very, very unlikely. But I felt like something could have happened to me, like either someone could have came and taken Leah away from me or the both of us or any yeah anything you know like I just thought the worst and my anxiety was just really really bad I like I said I couldn't go out at all by myself I would always wait for Ricky to get home and even that's the only time that I would go on walks with Leah it was the only time I would take her to her doctor's appointment or to my own appointments or even grocery shopping and it, it, it took, um, I feel like it took a huge, a huge part of my life in the very beginning. Well, not only that, like with you, you know, you have a girl, you have a baby girl. Yeah. And that's, that's even a bigger target for you guys. Mm-hmm. Like I have a son and I know just me and Max are a target, but yeah. you know, it's more, it's scary. Like for a while I was like that too not when max was a little bit older and i started seeing all these things like Mm -hmm. i was like oh my god like this is too much and it got to the point where i was just kind of like like i told agent i was like "Ah, i don't want to go to the store no more by myself you know but i got over it but Mm -hmm. especially with you like i didn't i didn't have that when max was a newborn like i would literally just go out with him yeah but you know with you it's understandable because well anyone yeah yeah both of you guys are girls and Mm. you're you're both vulnerable yeah you know like they're like oh that's a lucky target they're both two girls yeah there's a baby and the other one you know like that it's it's scary yeah and then not only that but like you yourself are also recovering so you're not at your full strength so you already feel weak you know physically and then mentally you're like you feel like you can't do it so it's like you feel more vulnerable and you feel like you're more of a target because you're weak physically and mentally you know what i mean yeah 
um and then you were also talking about um how you were completely fine throughout your whole pregnancy yeah for me i got it in the beginning like towards i want to say the second trimester i was already feeling it it wasn't bad um but i just felt kind of detached from my husband from ricky and i felt like i don't know i just felt very lonely throughout my whole pregnancy and i don't know if it had to do with the fact that i wouldn't go out as much and i would just stay at home all the time and even when i would be with my family i wouldn't feel i don't know i just felt very very lonely yeah throughout my whole pregnancy like starting like from the second trimester through um um after i had her like i felt like i was doing it all by myself and i had no one and i felt like no one understood how i how i felt at that time yeah um and when i would try to talk to my mom about it she would again say it was the baby blues and that it would you know go away and um ricky had also mentioned it because there would be times where i would literally cry out of nowhere for no reason and he would tell me like are you having the baby blues and i was just like i don't know maybe and i just brushed it off Mm -hmm. and then after um i think it was leah's like third or fourth appointment when her doctor talked to me and she was asking me like how did i feel and then she's the one that told me to to seek help because i was showing signs of um postpartum depression and that's when i finally got the help and i did the therapy and it took me a while to finally overcome it but it it helped and it worked (laughs) (laughs) um i was just like having flashbacks but i know for for the longest it was hard to ask for help and to acknowledge the fact that something was wrong with me yeah and it's hard to admit it especially because you you just became a mom and you feel like like you're not allowed to feel that way because you're a mom and the baby depends on you yeah you know what i mean yeah it's just i think the biggest thing was just the biggest thing with postpartum is that a lot of the times people don't even see it mm-hmm. and they don't like not like the women themselves like the mom themselves mm-hmm. it's people around them mm-hmm. and i think with me i don't know if like i don't think anyone really noticed besides like my aunt she said she did notice mm-hmm. and then adrian because he's around me all the time yeah and the one i was always going off on was him yeah so it's just kind of like if you really, you know, if there's ever a mom or, like, any of your mom friends, it's it's nice to just reach out to them and be like, yeah. hey. Like, how are you feeling? You? Yeah. Like, um, you know, just check in on them. And, you know, sometimes they'll just tell you, oh, I'm, I'm okay. Or they'll say, oh, I'm just tired. You know, like, ask more questions. Yeah. You know, because... I think a lot of the times, even us as women will, like, be in denial that we're going through it. 
um but yeah like always ask check in on them and you know be that friend and reach out to them yeah Mm -hmm. um yeah because i i don't even think i told kim about it until like after i got the help and she would always check in on me and she would always tell me like you got this you know you're okay um you know she was very she was always there for me Mm -hmm. and even then i wouldn't tell her yeah and i think a lot is just like you're kind of like you feel well i kind of felt like because i felt this way i wasn't a good enough mom Mm -hmm. and i think that's what it is also yeah it's like well i'm feeling this way and i shouldn't be this way Mm -hmm. or like i would like i'm not gonna lie like i would be jealous of other people that would just like oh you know like oh i had a baby and they're all happy yeah they're bonding but at the same time you can't think about you can't look at that because like i would post stuff Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna lie i would post stuff and i would post that i was always happy i was always Mm -hmm. with my baby but in reality you like, were going through a whole different thing. I was going thing. through a whole other thing. Mm-hmm. Like, that no one knew. Yeah. And I didn't really even talk about it until after. Yeah. Until even at work, I know there's um there's one of a really good co-worker that I've been talking to for a while now. Like, she was going through it, well, well through pregnancy at the moment. She's still pregnant, but it's because, you know, she felt alone, you mm-hmm. know, like, her baby daddy's just a deadbeat. Like, yeah. You know, it was just, uh, and hers was just, a, like, literally a surprise. Oh. Like, she literally just left them. Like, she had left them a month, and then a month later, she had found out she was pregnant. Oh so, it was one God. of those things where, like, you know, she had other kids, and I would tell her, I would be like, I would tell her, I'm like, dude, like, you got to think about your other kids. I'm mm-hmm. like, you really want to, you really want your kids to see how, you know, this man treats you. Yeah. I'm like, you have to think about them, too. Mm-hmm. And then... She was going, and then that's when a month later she found out, and she was going through it. And now I talked to her, and I was like, I was like, let's go do something, you know, mm-hmm. before you, baby comes. Let's go here. Let's go there. Yeah. Like there will be times after work we get VTO and go home early. Mm-hmm. We don't go home. I'm like, let's go to Denny's. You know, they're open twenty four hours. Let's yeah. go here. Like let's go have, you know, dinner at <laughs> or breakfast <laughs> at three in the morning. And yeah. we'll do that, or I'll offer her, like, hey, you want boba? Like, yeah. what's baby craving today, you know? Mm-hmm. And we, I tell her, and I talk to her a lot, and I'm like, even after the baby, like, just talk to me. I'm like, you'll be okay. I'm like, I yeah. promise. Just yeah. talk to me. Yeah, I think, um, I think that's what I needed. I needed a friend to go out with and remind me that I'm still a person, even yeah. after becoming a mom. And I didn't really have that because my only friend is Kim. And I'm not blaming her, but, you know, she has her kid. Mm-hmm. She has, well, she's going to have two now. But, you know, she's busy too with her own life. And I would have other friends, but those friends weren't parents. So they didn't understand what I was going through. And I think they thought that now that I'm a parent, I'm not allowed to go out. I don't yeah. know, but... um. I've noticed that once you become pregnant, like all these friends that don't have kids or don't have a significant other just kind of drop you because they think that you're no longer fun just because you're a mom. Yeah. And it's sad. It is. Like, um, my nail tech, 
she just she had a baby he's already gonna turn one and like i haven't i have not gotten my nails done Mm -hmm. in like a year literally april april's gonna be a year Mm -hmm. so i recently went for valentine's day and i was talking to her and she's like it hasn't been a while like where have you been (laughs) and i was like i've just been busy yeah and i asked her and like i was talking to her and i was like so like how are you are you okay like Mm -hmm. You know how how was postpartum and she told me she had it for a little bit too because she was like lonely and then i told her i was like i was like did your i'm like did your friend stop or she was telling me about something about her friend yeah and i was like did you lose a lot of friends because you're you became pregnant and she's like i did and i realized who my true friends are yeah and it was the same with me like i had supposedly you know friends Mm -hmm. but you know they're going out clubbing every weekend and stuff like that and I would invite I invited some of them to the baby shower which I understand it was COVID and all that and Mm -hmm. it was just a drive-by baby shower like it was just it wasn't an actual baby shower baby shower Mm -hmm. but even then like after like like I I understand if they didn't but even after a lot of them didn't really like ask me how I was doing except for two friends Mm -hmm. who I've invited I invited to the baby shower and these were these are high school friends Mm -hmm. I invited them to the baby shower they came Mm -hmm. they came they dropped them off when I had Max they messaged me asked me like how I was doing and Mm -hmm. stuff like that and then I invited them to Max's first birthday and they went too Mm-hmm. so like and I invited other a few other people and they didn't show up but mm-hmm. my two friends that that I was like wow like out of everybody I know they're my real two friends yeah even if now like they're busy doing their own thing mm-hmm. like they'll they'll come and they're like hey like they'll invite me places and yeah. stuff like that even if I don't go I still get invited yeah so it's kind of like you you do find out who your true friends are yeah it's sad that it takes pregnancy to find out um, who your real friends are but it's true it's really true that once you become a parent like all these friends start disappearing magically yeah. <laughs> it's sad yeah how did your how was your relationship with ricky oh it was bad <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> <laughs> well like i mentioned i had it while i was pregnant and i felt lonely and he would be working a lot of overtime and it was during summer so there was a lot of overtime available um and we would just constantly argue because he was getting home late and i'd be like dude like you're leaving me here alone and i don't know i just felt very very lonely and i would argue with him about him working overtime and i understand why he was doing it you know he wanted to provide more for us especially because Leo was coming he wanted to have more you know he wanted to be uh, financially stable and have extra money in case anything did happen and uh, that extra money to provide for Leo's things so I understood that part but it was just not connecting and I was just always mad and upset that he would be working all the time and I wanted him home with me um, and then after I had Leah, once we went back home, I would always be arguing with him because he wouldn't help me with the dishes or he wouldn't help me change her diaper and he would be playing his video games. And I wasn't like that before. Like before we had like a system like, okay, you help me with the dishes. And once we're done with chores, you know, you could do whatever you want. 
but once um Leah was once Leah was home I would kind of argue with him over like everything like the littlest things too um and I think he hated me for a good while (laughs) (laughs) because I'm I'm pretty sure life was miserable after going home with Leah and that's when I decided okay like I need the help because it was affecting our marriage and I wanted our marriage to last and I didn't want our marriage to end just because we had a baby and I didn't want I didn't want Leah to think that our marriage ended because of her you know what I mean so that was the biggest reason why um I wanted to continue to get the help because I didn't want the marriage to end Hey, and give us props to that because there's a lot of couples who don't survive Mm-mm. that postpartum stage. No. And it it takes both. Like, it sucks that, you know, some men do not stay there for the woman. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, you know what? You're just being a bitch. Like, and they just leave. Literally. Yeah. Like, I was listening. It was a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, There's times where I put podcasts on and we're in the car and Adrian's in the car, you know, so we're driving somewhere. Um, spill the beans. They're asking like questions, like were they too young to get married or something like that. And mm-hmm. one of the questions, or they were asking for ad- someone was asking for advice. Yeah. Someone said, "Oh, I'm fo- four months postpartum. Um, my husband or her boyfriend or something like has been saying like I've been bitchy lately, blah yeah. blah blah, and like Jonathan." Um, it's Jonathan and Blanca Mm -hmm. and Jonathan like literally said dude like tell your husband or put this on for your husband and say excuse my language (laughs) but because like she he wasn't the one who you know had to spread their legs and Mm -hmm. their private parts like stretch 10 centimeters like he literally said like he needs to man up Mm -hmm. and let it be like he needs to go do extra stuff because they weren't the ones that had to, their whole body changed, mm-hmm. or, like, hormone-wise, everything, physically, like, physically, everything. mentally, everything. And mm-hmm. he literally said that. He was just like, your husband just needs to man up mm-hmm. because it's only four months. He, he told him, he was like, it's only four months. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, you know, you'll get you'll get over it and don't even worry about four months postpartum. Yeah. Like, you're just, you're barely at the start <laughs> of it. <laughs> You know, and I'm happy that we, I tried and I talked and I think talking to, I didn't go to therapy. I should have, but I didn't, but I'm still considering going now just Mm -hmm. to like have someone to talk to. Yeah. But just after going and the doctor prescribing me um, depression pills, Mm -hmm. I took them. But after a while, Adrian was kind of like, I don't like you taking them. And I know he's like, I wish he told me, I suggest you not to take them because I don't want you to feel like you have to rely on them. Mm -hmm. And I took his word on it. I was just like, okay, I won't take them. And I stopped taking them. And ever since then, after that, I would just talk to him. And I like occasionally, like, I don't know if you ask Ricky, like I'll occasionally go up to Adrian and be like, how's life? And he'll be (laughs) like, huh? 
And I was like, yeah, babe, like, how's life? How, how are you doing? Yeah. And, like, it's just, like, a checkup, you know? Yeah. And he'll tell me and if something's going on or, like, he feels a certain way or mm-hmm. I'll tell him how I'm feeling and yeah. be like, well, I've been feeling this recently. Like, we literally have little checkups, like, out of nowhere. I'm just like, hey, babe, how's life going? And he's like, oh, it's going, it's going good now. And I was like, <laughs> okay. You know? And that's why I'm, I'm happy. Like, you know, you too. Like, you and Ricky were able to people get divorced because of that Mm -hmm. so you guys were you know you guys surpassed that and i think that's a win and like after that for the most part it it goes good yeah yeah um i don't do checkups with ricky (laughs) (laughs) i think i tried it once and he he thought it was weird and he was like okay like why do you want to talk about this like we talk all the time i'm like yeah but like you don't tell me like how you're really feeling or like like he'll tell me his stay at work but he won't tell me like you know like other things that's going on you know and i tried doing that but then he was just like weirded out <laughs> and i'm like okay i guess i won't try it again yeah but no i think we should have that because sometimes i don't tell him everything that i'm thinking i don't tell him everything that's going on like i'll tell him things that happened at work or throughout the day but i don't tell him like hey i'm stressing out because of this or hey i had a really good day because of this you know and i think it is important to have that within a couple because it's just nice to check in on them you know yeah and i don't know i think it i think i saw a tiktok about it like it's it's beneficial for the relationship because you you get to talk to each other like on a whole other level yeah and it just makes the relationship stronger. Yeah, I know. I I mentioned it once to my aunt, well, to Christy, mm-hmm. and she was like, "It's good. You're just you're just you know reassuring yourselves. Mm-hmm. Like you know you're okay. Yeah, it's nice to check up. Yeah. And the first time I did it with Adrian too, he was just kind of like, <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> like, but I just kept doing it randomly. I'm like, and then I think one time he asked me, he's like, "Why do you do that?" I was like, "I just want to make sure you're okay. Yeah, like mentally, you know, mm-hmm. physically. I just want to make sure." Yeah. You're fine. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think I'm going to have to do that more often with Ricky <laughs> until he gets a clue that we're going to do them often. How do you feel like you're now after passing all that? Um, I feel good. Um, You know, I, I think it's normal that there are days where I just feel like like shit. But, you know, I think it's normal. It's nothing compared how it used to be. Um, But for the most part, I feel good. But I think knowing what I went through scares me to have the second one. Only because I don't know if it will be double. Yeah. Like twice as worst as it was the first time. And if it'll be the same thing, getting it. Uh, while I'm pregnant and after I'm having Leah. That's the only thing that sucks is that um, I think my, the girl who takes Max's pictures, like mm. all his pictures, Yeah. she told me the first pregnancy, it went by easy. Like yeah. she had no postpartum, nothing. Mm-hmm. The second one she did, she did have postpartum. So mm. e- even my doctor told me to not be afraid, not be scared to get pregnant um now that i know what postpartum is the second time around it'll be a lot better 
Like, you'll be more aware. I'll be more aware. And he also did say that it's it's a 50-50 chance. He's like, he told me shit up. He was like, you know what? Like, even if you have another baby, mm-hmm. you might not even have postpartum. Oh. He's like, you, he's like, it's not, it, every pregnancy is different. Yeah. And it's true when they say every pregnancy is different. Yeah. So that's why I was, I was scared at first because of that. And mm-hmm. so was Adrian. And he did tell me, he was like, what I'm afraid of is going through postpartum again. Yeah. But, you know, when I talked to my OB about it, he was just kind of like, whoa, it's a 50-50 shot. Mm -hmm. But it might be even better because you'll know what Mm -hmm. to look out for. Yeah. Adrian knows what to look out for. So right away, if he sees something, he's like, hey, you need to go get help right away. Yeah. Like, before it's too late. Mm -hmm. Or I might not even feel anything at all. And I'll feel what I wanted to feel my first pregnancy. Yeah. So it's just kind of a risk you gotta take yeah <laughs> literally so it's just af- after he told me i think after he told me that that's when i felt better about having another baby mm-hmm. but for the longest time i was like yeah no. i don't want to go through that again no. yeah that's that that's my thing right now it's just i don't know if i want to go through that again like i didn't my pregnancy wasn't hard um like i didn't have that bad of morning sickness mm-hmm. or um those other symptoms it was easy it was just the whole um prepartum depression that i had that i'm just like oh i don't know if i want to put myself through that again but i don't know maybe i should take a risk take it (laughs) flip the coin (laughs) so if we end up pregnant by the end of the year just know we made a pregnancy pack i'm just kidding (laughs) i'm just kidding imagine yeah kim comes back and she's pregnant too (laughs) oh my god yeah (laughs) that'd be funny i think it's postpartum it's a very touchy subject and um it should be talked it should be talked about a lot more Mm -hmm. and i think with me too i tried breastfeeding and it was so hard Mm -hmm. and i think that got to me too oh yeah and because it was like peak not it was still kind of covid was barely cooling down Mm -hmm. but even when we're in the hospital like I only had someone come in once mm-hmm. to, like, help me. Yeah. But there was, like, classes. But it was all online classes. Yeah. So it was, like, the same. what's the whole point? Like, mm-hmm. there was no point. I tried. Adrian tried everything. He bought me a pump. He bought me. Or we had the manual pump. We tried everything. And I just couldn't. And it just got to the point where I was, like, I gave up. And I think after that, that's when I got a little bit worse. Because mm-hmm. I felt like I can't even give my baby milk. Like Yeah. And that sucks, too. Because... For me, too, like, the classes were all online, and I was like, I cannot learn like this. (laughs) I I need to see it, and I need to be hands-on. Other than that, I I won't click. (laughs) It just won't click in my brain. Um, And then, while at the hospital, I had multiple nurses tell me how to do it differently. Mm -hmm. And it just got very frustrating. It got very overwhelming. Because I tried doing it one way and then the other nurse would be like, no, you're doing it wrong. Do it this way. And I would do it that way and still nothing would help. Um, And then I would um, pump. But even then I wasn't producing enough. That's how I was too. And the nurses would tell me like, oh, don't get discouraged. Even if it's like a couple drops, you're fine. You're like, girl, no, my baby is not eating. (laughs) Yeah. And I had that struggle too at the hospital. This is off topic, but at the hospital... 
Max, like, I knew he was not eating, like, my poor baby, like, mm. until we had a travel nurse that was a NICU nurse, mm. so she wasn't even part of the hospital. Yeah. She came, and I started crying, like, she came over, and she was just like, if you feel like your baby's not eating, mm-hmm. I will get you formula. While yeah. all, because you know how most hospitals now are baby-friendly or something, like, they want them all just breastfed? Yeah. And, like, none of them wanted me to give them formula until this NICU nurse that wasn't even part of the hospital. She was just a travel nurse. Mm-hmm. She was like, I will get you the formula. Yeah. And the minute I got formula, Max freaking down that <gasps> freaking bottle. I was like, oh, my God. Like, he, he I knew starving. he was hungry. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that was with me, too. Like, the nurses would encouraged me a lot to uh breastfeed but i just felt like she wasn't eating enough and finally one of the nurses was like i'll just get you formula like don't stress about it like because if you're stressing about it that affects uh your milk and all that yeah so she's like don't even worry about it like i'll get you formula you could try later or you could start pumping later and that way it could like supposedly get the flow going but it didn't work <laughs> yeah that's how i was like yeah you know what that was it for me <laughs> yeah i do want to try it again because i felt like i gave up too soon yeah and i think a lot had to do because the classes were literally i could have just gone on youtube and looked up how to breastfeed mm-hmm. like that's literally that's literally what it was yeah and i feel like now because you know there's really no restrictions anymore Mm-mm. And I'm like, if I were to have another one now, I think I would be able to go to the classes. And yeah, take advantage that it, it's all in person now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Girl, and inflation. Oh, my God, I know. What the heck? <laughs> like, and then all this, everything's a shortage now. I'm like, I think I don't got a choice. I'm going to have to learn how to breastfeed one way or another. Seriously. I was so glad Leah um, was, like, to that point where she was transformed transitioning to milk regular milk Mm -hmm. because during that time there was a formula shortage yeah max had just passed that he like passed it yeah i was freaking out i was like oh my god i just need two more months to get formula because after that she'll be on milk and i'll be good but I was stressing out. I was like, I need milk. I need formula. You're like, my poor baby. <laughs> Seriously. And during that time, they need the formula because... Um, it's all the vitamins and yeah, all that they need. All they need. But yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, there's no more I know. formula shortage because... If not one way or stressful. another, we're going to figure it out. Yeah, like I remember I would see a lot of moms post like on Facebook asking if anyone had formula and um when i first had leah like the very first few months i was getting mailed like little sample formulas Mm -hmm. and i had a whole bunch that i didn't use because she didn't she wasn't drinking that formula and i was like i need to get rid of these and that was during the time of inflation no the shortage shortage. i'm sorry the shortage and i was like i need to get rid of these and Thankfully, I was able to give them all to, like, women that needed it because a lot of them were struggling to find the, it's the, the orange can? Oh, it's like AR or something, I think. I think it's for, like, allergies or something like that. Yeah, it was, like, a very hard one to find because, um, um, 
it was a, a formula that a lot of kids needed. Mm-hmm. And I was so glad I was able to give it to to moms that needed it because at, at least it helped them Yeah. load some stress off. Yeah, I, I don't know. I was, I'm happy. It sucks, but I was happy I didn't have to go through it. I was like, Max was already drinking whole milk. Yeah. Yeah, I just remember how stressful it was for me and how stressful it must have been for all these other moms. Yeah. Well, on top of it, to add on, like, I think all this stress that you go through, all these things you got to worry about also reflects on postpartum and all that, too. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dude, I hope it doesn't pick up her crying. <laughs> They're gonna be like, oh, there's a dog in the background. They Is got Leah baby? locked up. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, she's at her grandparents. <laughs> yeah. If you guys hear a dog crying, it's bingo. <laughs> she's just sad. She can't be in here. <laughs> um. But to end the topic um like we said before you know don't be afraid to to ask for help and if you're not sure if it's postpartum search up the 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 symptoms yeah because um even if you think like you're going crazy on the symptoms it's okay to go to the doctor and tell them yeah like ask them for like hey you know let them know how you're feeling and i think they make you take a test right to make sure, like, how high you know your postpartum is. At the hospital, they gave me so many papers. Like, I don't even know. No. I think I saw something, and I was just like, oh, what's this? Oh, <laughs> I don't need to fill it out. Okay. <laughs> like, I swear. Like, I don't, all of the paperwork at the hospital, I did not fill nothing out. You know what? I think that's why a lot of women don't realize that they have postpartum depression. Because... Once you leave, like once you're discharged, they give you they, all the papers. They give you a bulk of papers, and they're giving you all this information. Like, oh, you need to go to this appointment. The baby needs this appointment. If you have this symptom, do this. If you have this other symptom, do that. And it's just like an information overload, and you're like, it's not clicking because yeah. you're having mom brain, and you forget everything, and. You know, sometimes you just forget things. Yeah, they give you a folder. Like, I remember we got copies of all the paperwork that Adrian signed. Like, mm-hmm. I don't even know what it was. Like, I swear, I don't know, like, what he signed. I just know he just told me, oh, baby, like, it's this. And mm-hmm. then I was like, huh, okay, I guess. I signed it too. <laughs> like, all of it. I know he, all the paperwork. And then they give you, like, little pamphlets. Yeah. Like, a whole bunch of pamphlets. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well. And on top of that, they're trying to get you out of the hospital. So yeah. you're over here like, okay. And then when you're a first-time mom, you're just like, you forget about all that paperwork. Yeah. Because you're, you're still trying to manage and learn how to take care of your baby. You're already freaking out because you're like, I got to take a baby home with me. Yeah. I don't know what to do. <laughs> it doesn't come with the bad, yo. <laughs> Seriously. It was scary going back home with the newborn. Dang, I don't know how, like, back in the days, like, my great-grandma... Damn, like, I don't know how many kids she had. I know, right? Like, I couldn't, like, I think my, my suegro, Adrian's dad, I think she had, like, 16 kids or something, I swear. Oh, my God, that's a lot. Well, your grandma, too. My grandma, 
from your dad's side from my dad's side yeah, yeah i think he had 12 that's still a lot of kids it's a lot it's i don't lot. know i don't know how this how these women well not just here like even like in general a lot of women mm. used to have kids yeah i don't know i i give props to them yeah i couldn't do it now nowadays and i'm pretty sure a lot of them had to like go through it alone and yeah. suffer in silence because they had so many kids to take care of. And I think that's where a lot comes, especially in a Hispanic culture or a lot of, I think a lot of cultures in this point mm-hmm. where it's like the women had to just, you know, brush it off because they couldn't, they couldn't take the time to be like, you know, depressed and stuff like mm-hmm. that. They were just kind of like, they were depressed, but at the same time they had five other kids they got to worry about, you know? Yeah. So I think that's why as we got older or you know their kids and stuff they're just telling them like you just gotta you just gotta move forward like there's yeah. no time yeah and literally, I literally like there's no time for you to be sad yeah like you have to keep going and it sucks because we should have that time to regulate ourselves and that's why a lot of times if you think your mom's mean it's because they're probably <laughs> they're probably going through some issues yeah or they have like some issues that aren't resolved yeah and I'd say we're just trying to help ourselves to make our kids not go crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think that's one way to look at it, too, is get the help you need so you could be happy and you could have a happy baby. Yeah. A happy, healthy baby. baby. Because if you're not okay, you're going to end up taking that anger or frustration. On the baby. On the baby or your significant other. And yeah. it's not fair. Um, where we can end the podcast? Yeah, so just look out for your friends, anyone you know in your family. Yeah, just reach out if you feel like you don't have you have help. You know, just ask for it. Really mm-hmm. ask for it. Or even if you need to go schedule a doctor's appointment, go go see your doctor. Yeah, yeah, definitely see your doctor. And you know, if you're not a hundred percent sure. Always ask your doctor, ask a friend, a co-worker, a family member, anyone. 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 Um, and, you know, it's going to be hard, but you'll get through it. Yes. You will. Yeah. Just know that it's going to be okay and... Take a deep breath. Walk away if you need to for 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're better off just going, leaving a screaming baby for 10 seconds, gathering yourself back, and just go back to the baby. Yes. It's okay to do that, too. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I know, like, a lot of the times moms get frustrated and they shake their baby, and yeah. that's not good either. Yeah. Um, so just take your, take time to yourself. Mm-hmm. Even if you're alone, like I said, just if you hear a screaming baby, just walk away for a little bit, gather, gather yourself, yourself, drink water, just take a deep breath, and then go back to what you needed to go to. Mm-hmm. Baby's okay crying and screaming for a few, Extra even a couple minutes. minutes. Yeah. Like, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. It, it really is okay. Um, it's it's either leave the baby crying or hurt your baby. Yeah, and we don't want you guys you know, to, to hurt, hurt your baby. baby. Yeah. But yeah, don't get discouraged. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Um, Always reach out. 
and even if you feel like you don't have a friend you could always reach out to us yeah you know we're we'll be there for you yes hit us up on our dms (laughs) slide in our dms yeah (laughs) not that way though (laughs) but yeah um you know we're here if you need a friend um either through instagram our email is also available or if you want to be anonymous you know on the google form yeah we just won't be able to get to you right away it yeah. would have to be until an episode is up but yeah hang in there mamas you're yes. doing a great job yes. don't get discouraged don't be afraid to ask for help you got this yeah you guys got this <laughs> <laughs> okay now we're gonna move on on to our game segment yes. <laughs> do one thing or another Okay, let's see. Would you rather have another 10 years with your partner or a one-night stand with your celebrity crush? <laughs> That's a hard one. <laughs> I didn't know that was going to be a hard one, but okay, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> oh my God, Ricky's listening to this like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, obviously, <laughs> 10 years with my significant other. She'll tell me the real answer after. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'll be like, I would have a white night, one night stand. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Just kidding, babe. I would pick 10 more years with you. <laughs> okay, let's see. Would you rather always have B.O. and not know it or always smell B.O. on everyone else? <gasps> I would rather smell B.O. on everyone else. Oh, really? I don't think I would want to know if I smell. Yeah, that's true. That would be embarrassing. Like, I don't want I don't want people to be like, oh my gosh, she smells. I mean, and not, you're like... Like, I'd rather you. smell other people. Like, I'm like, I'd rather be like, they smell. Yeah. But I don't smell. I know it's them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna know. <laughs> okay. Would you rather work an overtime shift with your annoying boss or spend a full day with your mother-in-law? Oh, that's easy. I would spend it with my mother-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I ain't, I ain't seeing overtime. But my boss isn't that bad either. Mm, well, actually, it depends. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, my boss, they'll actually make me work, okay? Yeah. Um. Let's see. Would you rather walk in on your parents or have them walk in on you? <gasps> I'd rather walk in on them because I'm okay going to therapy for life. <laughs> I'm okay on that. I don't know how I would feel about them walking in on me. That That's a whole... That's a whole nother thing. <laughs> like they give you the talk. I know they're over here freaking seeing agents butt cheeks. Like, I don't think like no like i would rather walk on on them like no (laughs) oh that's funny (laughs) would you rather always have a full battery a full phone battery or a full gas tank oh i think i would have a a gas tank yeah full gas tank because gas prices are crazy (laughs) would you rather be able to take anything you say 
Wait, would you rather be able to take back anything you say or hear any conversation that is about you? Hear any conversation that's about me? trying to hear the tea y'all saying right like what are are they talking shit like if i say something then i can't take it back well i already said it so (laughs) (laughs) so that's so sad deal with it (laughs) this is the end of the game segment um and yeah this is pretty much it for today's episode um we hoped you guys liked it if you have any comments, go ahead and DM us the Google form. It's also available. Yes. Um, you could also comment on the YouTube videos. Oh, yeah. Comment, like, subscribe. Shout us out. <laughs> oh, and thanks to all the new followers that we have. We have a few new followers. Oh, on Instagram? Yeah. Yeah, I saw that too. My phone was going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been... I've been more active, or well, since we got permission to be on Instagram, <laughs> I've been the one that's been more active, so yeah. I've been posting and stuff, so. Yeah, and that helps out a lot, because I try to be active, but then I'm like, oh shit, I have to do this, I have to do that, and I just, like, I'll be active for, like, a couple days, Yeah, and then after that, I just go ghost. Yeah, and if I respond to you at 2 in the morning, it's because I work overnight, and nobody's <laughs> awake at 2 in the morning, so... <laughs> So thank you guys so much for watching. Yeah, we hope you guys liked it and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.